3: one what's going on blue jays fans and welcome to jay bird watching now as of this recording we've got nine blue jays games in the books 10 depending on when you're tuning in we're recording this thursday evening august the 6th and of course by we i mean myself and my co-host mr craig borden and mr brendan Penicar. gentlemen good evening
1: cheers my friend it's Glad you got on. power, and you're all back Good in the normal <laughs> world again.
3: I'm here. I have power.
1: I have beverage,
3: and hold on. I also have wait for it ketchup chips.
1: Ketchup yeah, chips. Now <laughs> I have to
3: give a shout out to Mr. Brendan Pennakar for sending me yeah. the uh, the ketchup chips. I in turn send you some. Uh, was it Pedialyte? Oh, Are yeah.
1: uh, oh, okay. you gonna go get it? All right. <laughs> he hasn't had enough of the beers yet. Some, so he doesn't some... need to worry about getting that out of the cabinet.
3: Sparkling cherry Pedialyte, yeah. Sparkling <laughs> yeah. Rush. That was a fair as as, trade.
4: As soon as I got home from, I was at a wedding on over the weekend, and as soon as we got back into the city and I can open out the package, that's the first thing that I drank. It just like feels so good.
1: You gotta do it. <laughs> oh, you gotta do is. it.
3: Well, I just am, I'm living south of the Canadian border, as you all know. I have never ever had a ketchup chip, so this is going to be my very first time. Having a ketchup chip. Now I gotta get the aroma. I gotta get the. Yeah. And this, yeah. I am. It's like a, a
1: fine wine.
3: Yeah, I'm breaking a cardinal rule by eating while on a podcast. So I'll try not to get the crunchy. No. Right. So just to
1: throw that out it's there, easy. this is also our first reaction video. So this I is it. That's what it is. Oh yeah.
3: This yeah. is uh, Jay watching's first mukbang right here. Me eating. <laughs> eating. Uh, all right. So it's got a, kind of like a salt and vinegar kind of smell to it. Um, yeah. Which is interesting. interesting. What do you think? So I'm gonna get the biggest one I can. Look at that. <laughs>
1: Look at that right that's covered in ketchup. Oh and no. Covered in yeah, there
3: go. ketchup powder. All right, here we <laughs> go. I'm gonna step away from the microphone so we don't get the crunch.
1: I just think it's hilarious he went away from the microphone with the crunch when we popped beers on this show repetitively.
3: <laughs> Those are delicious. Those taste exactly yeah, like, like it. Those are they're really good. good. They? <laughs> Those are There's really There's a reason good. they're a crave. Oh my goodness. <laughs> You know, I hear a lot of Canadians are like, oh, I don't, they're not a big deal. But I get that because they're available for you guys all the time.
1: These are yeah. really good. Uh, good. I, only I, had them when, uh, I only had them when they were the limited run, when they were trying a bunch of new flavors mm. here in the States. And that was one of the ones that they, obviously, it must have done better north of the border than they yeah. did here south of the border. <laughs> because we didn't get to keep that that flavor. We got to keep whatever the Weirdest thing, I think. I can't remember what the ones we kept was, but it was something odd. It's like rosemary, something stupid. And it lasted for like another two weeks, and then that was gone too. Yeah.
4: Oh, <laughs> well, whenever you want or need a new shipment, I'll uh, I'll do that trade 10, 10 times out of 10. So.
3: All right. All right. That sounds good. My wife actually broke into the um, sour cream and bacon ones that you sent like right away. And yeah, I, yeah. I tried one of those. Those are delicious too. Yeah, those
4: ones are good. They're deadly. You yeah. open one, I've won, it's game over. That's right. Yeah. So I guess I'm gonna to have to smuggle
1: some more back when I come when we I'm finally allowed to go back over the border and visit again. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> yeah. I yeah. tried those second ones ever either. I've had ketchup chips. Before yeah, not yeah. Had the other ones.
3: They, those are delicious, and Brendan, I I thank you for the consideration because yeah, sure. I was not gonna pay fourteen dollars for a fucking bag of ketchup
4: chips. Oh, and I could have got one of these boxes for like eighty dollars. So like, what? yeah, that's like a rip off. Yeah, it was crazy expensive. So I'm like, no. So, so you didn't yeah, want
1: to send him the full palette of uh ketchup chips to his house and it had to be little dropped off of the fork left and <laughs> no, about it.
3: no crates. Maybe next time. Maybe next time. Yeah, okay. next, next
1: time if you like it a lot. Yeah. All right. Adam's well, gonna come home from work and have like nothing but ketchup chips in his front in his driveway. That's all right.
3: That's <laughs> all right. They say Scrooge
1: my that shit. Yeah, especially
3: if there's like an apocalypse, I am I'm, I'm good to go.
4: Absolutely.
3: We'll just survive on, on ketchup chips. Not enough protein. It's ketchup. <laughs> We can pretend it's a, a fruit or vegetable, however you want yeah, to look at it's a
4: potato. <laughs> it's a potato, right? <laughs> yeah, that's there it. There
3: you go. All right, so uh, let's get into some Blue Jays talk. It's important to note that we are recording this during the Atlanta Blue Jays game with Nate Pearson on the mound. He had, unfortunately, already given up one home run to Freddie Freeman. Uh, I hope that doesn't you know, deter him in any way or make him uh, get, the, get the yips at all, but... Here's hoping. There's still plenty of baseball left, but there's still plenty to review. This wouldn't be a Jaybird Bird watching podcast if we didn't touch on COVID at all, and especially when it comes to Major League Baseball's handling of COVID. So it's sort of become a weekly tradition. Now, depending on how you look at it, the MLB as a whole is really teetering on the edge of self-destruction, maybe. Last time we talked to you, the audience, we had, of course, the Marlins with their respective members infected. The Phillies had their personnel infected, two of them, I believe. St. Louis Cardinals had numerous infections. The list just goes on and on and on. Now, you would think Commissioner Rob Manfred would be proactive when it came to the initial story regarding the Marlins and come down on punishing them when it comes to players knowingly playing while infected. We don't have to rehash that. We already did. You would also hope that he'd take accountability, but not so much. He's blaming the outbreaks on the deviation of protocols, quote unquote, and insists that such protocols, protocols, sorry, quote, are working despite the outbreaks, which doesn't make any sense. Now, Brendan, you've been vocal about this on Twitter. In fact, you made a a headphone analogy. If the headphones die, they still work. (laughs) The battery's dead. They still work. You've been vocal about this on the Twitter sphere, so let's start with you. Where do you land when it comes to this whole situation? Do you think we are trending in the right direction finally, or do you not trust Rufford's uh, analysis and leadership? Think?
4: Yeah, I don't. I, I, it's tough because, I mean, just I think from our own experiences of dealing through the pandemic, uh, you go outside for maybe a run or two, get some exercise, uh, do what you got to do. You go to the grocery store. And you go back inside and stay there for the most part. You're not really going up and meeting with people. um, uh, Unless now you're in a stage of reopening where you can do that safely outdoors. Uh, But uh, it was quite apparent that the Marlins, they went out partying in Atlanta. So they were in a place that didn't have proper social distancing measures. It was probably indoors. uh, And same with the Cardinals going to um, a casino. So, A... It's just, I think, look, we don't really know the full extent of the protocols that they have in place, but I think it can work if the players are super, super strict. You go to the ballpark, you get on your bus, you're back in the hotel and you stay there and you order food. You do what you have to do. I'm sure you could get a catering to there. And we've all done that through the pandemic. And as far as I know, none of the three of us uh, and our significant others or family members, I think, unless I'm misspeaking, have contracted the virus. Could work if people are disciplined, but I mean, we've seen already that two teams have not been disciplined and they've been on the younger side, which is uh, what we were worried about the Blue Jays in the first side. So MLB really dodged the bullet. I wish that Manfred would implement something like you cannot leave the hotel unless you're going to the ballpark. And that might be in place, but it hasn't been transparent enough. So I can't say that he's done a good job. It's very, very
3: wishy-washy. What about you, Craig?
1: Yeah, as far as wishy-washy, I sent you guys that article for uh, that was on Bleacher Report of mm. what MLB is going to be doing for the new safety lines, and I basically all three of us came to the same conclusion without even having to really talk to each other about it. And he goes they're not doing this already. Right, it was more or less yeah. my summation of the whole thing. And for a shortened season, you know, you're already talking that this shouldn't be as big of a deal as it should be because they should be. Taking the idea of, okay, yeah, we might be traveling city to city, but we should be bubbling ourselves as much as we possibly can. They've seen it working with the NBA, and they've seen it working in the NHL. There hasn't been anything, to my knowledge, in either of those two sports that has been a problem so far. Am I correct with that statement? Yeah, they may just a are.
3: test, and zero, zero yeah. positive tests.
1: So, and then I think the big thing on this whole thing is that, that the thing that scared me the most is that it seems like they're doing a better job of still you know, performance-enhancing drug people testing than they are giving yeah. a crap about the actual problem at hand. <laughs> Good point. I'm not saying go ahead and let them go back to doing you know, the 19, late 90s stuff all over again, but the fact that that testing seems to be under more control than you know, obviously the COVID stuff at being the major problem and major risk to all sports and everybody at, at hand, period. But mm. no, don't worry about that. This is something that should be centralized by major league baseball. And it seems like they're really seriously dropping the ball on who is controlling the results of the tests, similar to certain other parties, but I won't get too political. <laughs> yeah.
3: Yeah, no doubt. Um, I just don't like the, the lack of accountability, I don't like the first of all, the finger pointing. Now, when this was when Rob Manford first spoke out about this, I shouldn't say first when he spoke about out about this last week, he pretty much blamed the players and their actions. And I don't take anything away from that blame. I think some of that blame is legitimate, if not a lot of it. I do think that the players ought to be held accountable for those actions. Like, for instance, the Marlins when they were in Atlanta, and I, I believe it was a strip club that they went to. I could be wrong. I don't want to put out Leon false hotness. stories here. Okay, oh there guys. you go. There you go. Um, <laughs> you know, they should know better. And I understand these are relatively young players. There's not a lot of veteran leadership on that team. But they should know better, and they should, they should have uh, abided by the protocols given. And they blatantly ignored them. I think it's a lot more alarming. Again, I don't want to rehash it. But I do think it's a lot more alarming that they knowingly played with three infected players. Um, and yeah. that created this yeah. spiral of events to other teams. And it disappoints me even more that after the fact that this was, you know, pretty much well known amongst the sports world. St. Louis Cardinals, uh, Craig, I think you're the one that told this. And Brendan, you just mentioned it. They went to a casino. Um, I understand that these are so- we are social beings. I understand that we want to get out and it's difficult with players on the road and they don't have their families around. But come on, you cannot be be operating this way during a pandemic. People have families, people have their livelihoods to worry about. And uh, I think Liam Hendricks put it best I think it was Liam Hendricks when he said, I don't mind staying in my hotel because I'm not really fond of people anyway. And I, I was like, That's, so that's the
1: same concept with him playing in Oakland that they don't care about Madison yes. fans because there's not. Yeah. There. Yes, yes. <laughs> so, um, I think the thing that was. I think Andrew McCutcheon honestly said it, and I, in all reality, Andrew McCutcheon has been one of the big, great, bigger voices for the players, period, over the last few years. And is really prominent in his role as a leader for Major League Baseball players, not just his teammates, players. Mm-hmm. That he just basically came out and put them on blast and said, this is just really irresponsible. We need to, People need to just shut up and get back to playing baseball. And at the end of the season, go back to doing whatever you want. If we want to be able to continue this baseball season, everybody needs to do their part Was more or less how he summarized it. And that's where we're at.
3: Yeah. And I I guess I just worry because, you know, we we have all is not going to reach the full 60. And I think I'm still there despite the reinforcement of positivity that Rob Manfred tried to deliver. Um, But the lack of accountability and a lack of leadership on his behalf really makes me question where this is going to head. Um, it seems like things are trending in the right direction. As far as I know, amongst the active players right now, there are no positive cases, which are, which is good. I'm not going to take anything away from that, but Rob Manfred really needs to take some accountability and that's what leadership's all about. He's got to say, look, maybe I could have done something better. Maybe I could issue some sort of penalty to players that get caught during this. I don't know if there's a hotline now or whatever. Um, much like the NBA, there is one in Rhode Island now, which is crazy. Um, but, uh... You know, it's something. And for me, I understand there's a battle between the MLB and the MLBPA. There always is in, you know, the MLBPA. Their job is to protect their players. But it's just baffling to me that none of these players are being held accountable and there's no punishment. To me, that just doesn't make sense.
1: To me, the big thing on this whole thing is good leaders usually do take accountability and take it personally. Yeah. This, to me, is the same thing. He might as well be trumping this whole thing. I'm saying I'm sorry I'm using as a verb because it just denied and I have nothing to do with it I'm sorry they did something stupid so what are you going to do to it you know it's one thing that they're all on uh probate you know they're on isolation protocols and everything now you're telling me you're not going to punish them when they come back for just doing something that irresponsible I wouldn't let them come back and make them stay for another four weeks sorry you fucked your team over good luck (laughs) yeah what do
3: you think Brennan
4: yeah, I, there should definitely should be some accountability for sure, just to make sure it doesn't happen again. I just, I exactly. just would hate for somebody to see what this has happened, see that MLB has dodged the bullet and is able to continue the season, and they've since implemented all the makeup games for these series that have been postponed. They they announced the Blue Jays to play two doubleheaders uh, against the Phillies when they play them in September, so they might be able to get all 60 in. Uh, but as long as people stay disciplined, but if there's not going to be any punishment for it then who's to say that nobody's going to try again and sneak out and go to a casino or go out to a bar and have a patio drink because you are free to do that, but you're risking jeopardizing the entire season of the sport. So there should be strict penalties for sure. Well,
1: Well, it's also just, disrespectful to the teammates that are doing the right stuff,
3: right? Right, for sure. Right. Absolutely. This is
1: letting your whole team down, and in all reality, possibly letting the whole league down.
3: The whole league, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
1: so, well, we saw what, one team. There's some kind of ramification to this to discourage this kind of anything I'm, I'm not saying that anybody can't have fun but you know these guys are having a, from all accounts the blue jays players are doing what they're supposed to be doing and they're, it seems like they're all having a pretty damn good time all day every day yeah. at least every time i've seen anything of them on twitter it seems like they're having a it's like having a you know a, the longest sleepover party ever with your friends right yeah <laughs> it's 60 or living in a dorm room know? like in college like a lot of these guys didn't go to college even Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, there's a lot yeah. of high schoolers on our, on our team got boys
4: <laughs> like can you not contain yourself from the urge to go out and meet new people for 60 days when right. you're trying to play games I know it's a little longer than 60 days and these guys have been away from their families since the summer camp so probably looking at closer to 90 but still it's like a third of the year can you not control yourself for a little while and wait and then go out to a bar when the season's done if you don't make the playoffs go for it in September like go for it
3: yeah and like that, Cardinals and- Yes. And that's, Ouch, that's, yeah. that's, that's the issue. All teams have a chance. But this is the issue that I have with this. If you're not you guys, if one of the players is upset because this somehow, you know, the, the stereotypical ex- excuse that this infringes on my liberties and whatnot, and I can't, I'm not free to do whatever I want, then you should have opted out. What are you doing? <laughs> like, what were you thinking? You signed up for this. You signed up for the for the notion to stay in and be a little bit more reserved than the general public is able to be in those areas that are a little bit more lenient with the protocols. Um, you signed up for this, and uh, Craig, you mentioned it. Dude, one team, Marlins, in the beginning, screwed up six other ones in terms of rotation yes. and where to go and cancellations and all that. Just imagine if three or four other teams did this, and now we're talking about 18 or 22. Like, it, it could... You know, increase. If and- one
1: team screws up six ga- or six different teams, think about how that much that would be. Let's say it was the Cardinals and the Marlins at the same time. Yeah, there's not yeah. enough players. Yes. <laughs> that right now on anybody's rosters to overcome that. It was already the I, honestly. I was I was pissed that we lost Moran, but mm. with what was going yeah. on. Are you really that shocked? They had no choice. The way, as soon as they were told that, sorry, Marlins, good luck. You're going back to playing ball games with everybody else you have left. They were the only thing they could do was dive through the dumpster and see who the hell was on waivers. Mm-hmm. I, and, a, and that it's going to keep happening. I wouldn't be shocked if that happens for some of the Cardinals stuff going forward here in the next week.
3: But, yeah, you know, I'm not I'm not advocating that they get punished if they fail a test. Much like if you fail a, a PED test. You're gonna get punished, but if you fail a COVID test, there's a good chance you don't know. So I don't. I'm not saying there's punishment, but if you played while knowing, there should be That's ramification. Right? Sure. Because that that doesn't just impact you. That impacts everyone around you. That's Correct. selfish. So. Well, hopefully the ship is righted. Hopefully Manfred takes the ball in this and sort of I hope rights the ship. Um, I don't have faith oh, that he will. Oh, yeah, I don't have faith that he will. We already put him on trial uh he's already <laughs> been found guilty uh maybe we can come up with new charges but already uh, guilty Extended yeah.
1: <laughs> charges
3: <laughs> the 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 narrative floating around mlb and amongst his fans is that he hates baseball and that's becoming more and more prevalent as the days go on but uh let's shift gears let's go into a little bit more of a happy topic and craig this is in your wheelhouse let's <laughs> talk about Salem field right and it's undergoing some massive renovations and is being Blue jayified it seems to make it's it appear sweet. yeah to make it appear <laughs> more like a home ball field for the club. Now first of all, this is as far as I know, this is one of the first times cuz I don't think Olympic was or exhibition was. Was exhibition grass? No, turf. Okay, so this is the first time Blue Jays will have home games on grass. In their history.
1: Oh yeah, true. That's a very right? cool uh, little tidbit there, Mr. Corsair. In their history, so uh, yeah. their first
3: their first home away from home game in Buffalo will be Tuesday coming up August 11th against the aforementioned clusterfuck of a team that is the Marlins. Uh, Craig, <laughs> yeah, Marlins. Yeah, you live in the area, Craig. What uh, kind of hype have you heard regarding the renovations? Obviously, if fans were allowed to go, this may be even a bigger deal. But from the pictures I've seen of Salem Field with the Blue Jay logo pretty much everywhere, even uh, WGR, a local radio affiliate over there, has been hyping it up. Uh, What do you think of the new look?
1: Well, first things first. If you guys have not been watching out there, our Twitter account, I have been doing everything I can to possibly to retweet out any pictures of the new ball- of the re- renovated mm. ballpark that I can. I think the craziness thing is not so much the fact that they have rebranded with Blue Jay logos all over it. You know, that's a pride thing for the city of Buffalo that they get to have a Major League Buffalo or a Major League team for the first time since like 1902. Yeah, <laughs> <It's> been a <laughs> <So> while. <laughs> it's been a touch, and the fact that that ballpark actually was meant to be. A major league baseball stadium in the late '70s, and uh, as the as the town of Buffalo was trying to actually bring a major league baseball team, and funny enough, the Blue Jays were one of the teams that ended up becoming out of that thatansion, and this you know the, then there was the Rockies and Marlins after that that were the other expansion teams that did not go to play in Buffalo, but the fact that in the midst of all of this, guys, they tore up the whole freaking infield. Oh yeah, in these pictures. This is every sense of the word that is fully renovated and a major league ready infield. And for an infield that was already toted at by Kevin Biggio of all people as one of the best infields he's played on. (laughs) (laughs) And they literally said, you know what, we're just going to redo it. And, you know, so it shows you the kind of uh, commitment that I believe the Blue Jays and the uh, city of Buffalo are ready to dive in on this for. And the pictures are nothing short of breathtaking of what they're doing. And it looks great. As a, a very big fan of going to that ballpark as it was, because it is a really kind of like a nice little time warp.
2: Mm-hmm. It's
1: very rustic, but still modern enough that it has all the regular things you would expect of the, at least a triple A level ball team, you know. <laughs> and it's been a great home for the Buffalo Bisons for, you yeah, forever. <laughs> right. And um, uh, do I need to say it, guys?
3: There it is. <laughs> we got well, a home run by Barley. Yeah. Us,
1: uh, talk about his oh, former home, made, you know, and um, I, I think the branding on the new ballpark is perfect. The home away from home season. Mm. <laughs> so, it. but it's been very cool to see that and see all the weird signs that say the home away from home opener and all that kind of good stuff around it. Yeah. It's been very fun for the city of Buffalo to play around with this. And I really hope that the Blue Jays and everybody really get the, you know, something special out of this whole thing. And I think they do have a chance, guys, because in all reality, in my opinion, we've really only lost two, three games so far out of the nine. We yes. had ever, yeah. had the other ones at least ready to compete, and rightfully probably were arms.
3: <laughs> what do you think, Brennan, of the new field? Or the new yeah, design?
4: I, I agree with what Craig was saying. Is why are you tearing up the uh, the infield when <laughs> Kevin Biggio and Bo have already said, it's like, the best one they've ever played on. <laughs> no. that was,
1: that was this is weird. Um, <laughs>
4: it's very strange. But, oh, look, they're going to be um, the Blue Jays are already known for taking care of their minor leaguers and now with all these renovations they would feel it's going to be a bit of a destination for when minor league teams come through that just is going to get more reason for the people wanting to be drafted to the Blue Jays because you're going to be taken care of you're going to be paid well and your facilities are really damn good but all I'm going to say is I think Buffalo Blue Jays fans are just Buffalo fans of any sport in general. Oh, yeah. probably be adopting Tanner Roark as, like, their new favorite player because this guy's <laughs> done nothing but talk it up. I'm pretty sure in an interview today or yesterday, he said, if you don't want to go play to Buffalo still, go pack your bags. Like, <laughs> we're going to The Jays Mafia a-
1: will be in full force. Yes. Yeah. And did There's you been seen- a few places that have sold out those shirts.
4: Oh, I know. From and what I've lot been lot
1: reading of- online, it's crazy.
4: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Like, I think $50,000 or something, some crazy number from selling t-shirts, uh, has gone to Western New York and uh, Canadian charities. I can't remember exactly which one, but they've repped the shit out of that. And you know what? I'm probably going to have to order one, guys, because this might be the They're only pie cool. Yeah, they are pretty sold cool. Out. Are getting, sold out.
3: Sold yeah. out. Store 24. I
1: can't
3: find them. Store 24, <laughs> they sold out.
1: There's like uh, five or yeah. six sh- stir- shirt stores that are selling them and they right, just all blitzed right. out of them. And I'm just looking for the simple one that just says, in the Jays lettering, Jays Mafia, and then has the Buffalo on it. Yeah. That's all I want. Yeah, <laughs> it, yeah, It blends two of my favorite sports teams, as Adam if can I attest find
4: any, <laughs> If I find any, I will post it for everybody so that you can order some. I, I'm pretty sure SD will have some or something.
3: For yeah, sure. Yeah. 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 We've
1: retweeted it a couple of times to the account, and uh, just for everybody that is wa- watching or listening, we I just retweeted a bunch of uh, new stuff from uh, Harry Skull Harry Skull at the uh, Buffalo News to mm. show you some of the pictures for the new lights. Oh, they <laughs> got the lights Yeah, the Amazon the pictures through. I just read. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> got him in a dumpster dive on a lightning deal, right? Yeah. Um, but show I'm showing them actually on the lifts installing the new lights and everything. So he's been. If you aren't following him and you want to get more insight to what's going on around the ballpark, Harry Skull has uh, got the Everything for you, the Buffalo News, um, and it just looks like they're—it looks like they're ready to go. Period. I, I really don't say—I can't say enough about it. But it's going to be fun to watch. And guys, as far as donating to cherries and blue-collar workers and everything goes. Buffalo, remember, got into the playoffs thanks to Andy Dalton a few years ago. And he more or less blew up his charity fund. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That was fun to watch. It was like five times over the amount of money he would normally get in a month donated or something like that. Some obscene amount of cash from the blue collar working of uh, Western New York here, and it went nuts. So that's the same kind of attitude that are now going to turn into probably Blue, Blue Jays fans for life, especially some of these younger kids and stuff. Mm. And, and being five feet from Toronto anyways, or, you know, sorry, <laughs> a few meters. Eight <laughs> feet's <Hey>, fine. <laughs> so it, it, I think this literally, I know this came up for the worst reasons in the world. This solidifies Buffalo as the destination spot for minor league baseball in the Blue Jays organization and cements yes. it for years to come. So here's a thought.
4: Um, I just get the sense if you follow Mike Harrington, who's like been longtime journalist for Buffalo Sports, Bills, Sabres bandits whatever um i get the sense from buffalo media and people around the area that they're really going to be treating this like an audition for a future relocation of a major league team or you know what could come out of this too is when it finally comes time if the blue jays and the bisons are still together and they're working together uh as affiliates and the time comes for
1: oh no Uh, I know where he was going. He was going to go, we're going to go reverse frickin' Buffalo Bills season here. Oh, no. We used to have the home games. There he is. He's back. Where are we we going before you froze? You
3: literally cut off right right, before you were going to make your point. Yes. Ah, Lovely. (laughs)
1: Tonight.
4: Yeah, go, go play there. Go play there for a year. Build a brand new stadium in Toronto and be good to go.
1: There oh, go. there that, you go. So there's a little wrinkle yeah. to it there. There's where it was, yeah. because I was just assuming he was going to say, let's play a couple of uh, you know, Blue Jays home games yeah. in Buffalo, oh. and you got the reverse Buffalo Bills thing going on.
4: No, 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 no. I feel bad enough as a Torontonian taking the Bills away from that one home game. Usually it wasn't a good opponent, though, so you have that. Yeah.
1: You no, know, oh, I went the one year with the Redskins. That was a fun ball game.
4: Yeah, yeah that one, too. Oh, <laughs> sorry. Washington watch...
1: football team. Yes, yes. Yeah.
3: <laughs> <laughs> they um you know that's interesting because there's always a lot of talk about maybe Tennessee getting a team or um I don't know there there are various other places in uh, I think Vegas they were talking about having a team but it's too hot there or whatever um maybe Vancouver having a team um I think Buffalo would be interesting especially if they're moving the Tampa Bay Rays only because You're still in the East. It doesn't have to have some sort of reshuffle with the with the um, respective leagues and whatnot, and and the divisions. I think if Buffalo, if this is their true to the heart tryout for a major league squad, first of all, that kind of screws the Blue Jays out of a minor league Mm -hmm. squad, but they'll figure it out. Um, that, that doesn't
1: mean that that ballpark is where they'll well, build it. They'll do another. T- they'll do something that surprises and still would be a so double-A team, probably. Yeah, Want to sure. that too? So um, I
3: don't yeah. know. It Might be far fetched. I'm not. You know, I, I'm a huge Bills fan. I have plenty of faith in the city of Buffalo. Believe me. But uh, and I don't mean to be Trump about it. Believe me. I'm not trying to say <laughs> that. But it it does it does make me feel confident that hey, if if they go all out, this might work because. Look, Shapiro was on record saying they are spending millions of dollars just for temporary renovations here. Temporary renovations. Now obviously this is coming down from Rogers. Buffalo is not really fronting this because this isn't necessarily their but part party.
1: of this has been stuff that they've been lagging out on for the last few years and kind of just going, you know, well, and I think a lot of that honestly was they decided they would rather spend the money on the spring training complex and then to work their way through the minors to get back to Buffalo. Right. Because they already did New Hampshire a few years ago, which is a beautiful ballpark. The Lansing Lugnuts have gotten a beautiful ballpark in the last 10 years as well. And if you're ever in that area, Lansing, hit that ballpark up. That's a fun time. (laughs) (laughs) And then now you've done Dunedin. What else can you do? Yeah. Yeah. You know? So at that point, this is, and I think the big thing on this, how they do have those amenities that are going to be available for all the AAA players that they do bring in. Yeah, I'm for saying,
3: sure. You know, um, the way, as far as I remember, the clubhouse is now turning into the weight room, and they're expanding. Uh, they're making a makeshift clubhouse, and the uh, the bullpen is going to be expanded. They're doing all this crazy work. Some of it permanent, as I said, some of it temporary. But um, I don't. I I like this. I like the the. True to the heart, um, readiness to do this, the fluctua, uh, the the fluidity, I should say, to make this a reality, especially on the fly, because let's face it, they only had what two weeks to prepare for this at best. Um, yeah, this is this says a lot about the city of Buffalo. So, uh, I, I, Craig, I, 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 I I'm sorry that you can't have fans there but maybe you can find a way to sneak through the back. I don't want to just...
1: fight the I don't want to fight the home, home plate lady for a cardboard cutout right behind home plate so I'm not going no, 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 no. <laughs> just, just
3: rock a, a Jays polo and you're already official. Just walk in and
1: Yeah. <laughs> well, on the auxiliary site here in Rochester. I'm going to do my best to try getting in and get us this first-hand coverage of everything. So, um, yeah. I'm knocking I'm knocking on enough doors. I'm hoping somebody'll let me kick one in. Sweet. But um I have one note to say about the... Blue Jays' possible, you know, eventual Major League Baseball team. Not the Blue Jays in Buffalo, but another baseball team in Buffalo. Yeah. That creates a really cool, awesome rivalry. Almost having a battle for the border <laughs> going on with the Blue Jays in the division. That would be pretty fun to be able to have that little Think about us being able to pick up a week where we could go see a Blue Jays home game and then go to, you know, Buffalo to see them play the rest of the series or whatever it might be
4: that be true. pretty.
1: That's a pretty sweet. Rush yeah. To be able to see that. Yeah. Many. And um, within two hours of each other, more or less.
4: Oh, absolutely. And you know, Buffalo as a city already has the rivalry in sports with the with the Boston Bruins and and the New England Patriots and New York Jets and Rangers and whatnot. So that's just you're in the same division as the Red Sox and the Yankees. So the rivalries there and Toronto is in there too. You're basically having the exact same team or cities represented in the exact same division across mm. three Yeah. Yeah.
3: Can't beat it, man. That'd be dope because now you have three New York teams, three legitimate New York teams. Not like football. You have three legitimate New York teams. I mean, how many? Yeah, how many California teams do we have? We have three, right? Four. Yeah. We have four. We have San Fran. We have LA. We have Anaheim San and San Diego. So we have four L. I mean, California is huge, but and we have two Houston teams. We can. I mean, two Texas teams. We could have three New York teams. Who's to stop it? So. Well, uh, in, all,
1: in all sports but baseball, that is technically true. Yeah, yeah. You already have that in hockey. You already have that in football if you really want to talk about the no. real ballpark kids. No, there's one no. doesn't count. football they're, team. They're New Jersey. the Buffalo Bills. Josh <laughs> Allen said
3: there's one New York team. There is yeah. one. Yeah, and
1: Josh Allen also signs tables for other non-Bills fans yeah. out there. Can't beat it. Can't beat <laughs> it. I to agree with Josh Allen. <laughs> Let's break some tables. Yeah. I got
3: a quick side, then we'll move on, but... Uh, a, a woman that I work with, she's from the Bronx, and she just arbitrarily loves all New York teams. She's like, "Yo, I'm a big Yankee fan. I'm a, I love the Knicks, and yo, I love the, the the Giants and the Jets." I'm like, "Why do you like the Giants and the Jets? They're not even a New York team. You should like the Bills." And she's like, "What do you mean?" I'm like, "They play in New Jersey." And she's like, "You mean what? I've been lied to my whole life?" I'm like, "Yeah, you have been <laughs> yeah, your whole you life." Have been. Yes, you what? have.
1: One you just shattered team. her world. Man. That's it. I know. <laughs> you hear uh, the glass breaking.
3: Well, uh, on that note, let's move on, and we'll we'll keep up, I guess, with the, the shattering of worlds here. Um, <laughs> I've been vocal on this show and other times uh, about how I think Charlie Montoyo is a bridge manager for the Toronto Blue Jays and not necessarily built for their future plans. In the long haul, um, I've been critical of his decision making, and this came at the forefront once again this week. Um, after an extended absence, again due to COVID um, in Philly, the Blue Jays found themselves in Atlanta with the following starting lineup behind Matt Shoemaker. Bovichet at short, Biggio at second, Hernandez in right, Guriel DHing, Guerrero at first, Graychuck in center. Jansen catching, Drury at third, and Alfred in left. Why? This is after a long, long absence. You know, they, they had a lengthy layover or layoff. Where's Rowdy Telez? Why is Guriel DHing? Why is Alfred pay, playing left field? These types of decisions probably come from Montoya. And if it, if it doesn't, I'm, I, I guess I'm sorry, but I imagine that the front office is allowing him to make these decisions. Um, especially after a layoff, and especially in a shortened season where everything matters, as we've talked about daily or weekly rather, Brendan, what say ye? Why? What is his philosophy when it comes to these lineups, especially coming ones? When it comes to games that actually count?
4: Yeah, I'll be honest. Uh, I think we talked about this a few weeks ago. In a 60-game season, I'm willing to give you a three, maybe five-game buffer period max to figure your shit out. And if you haven't figured it out after that, you're not a very good manager, especially in only 60 games. And so I really don't know. And I know you guys can't watch Blue Jays Central before the game start. but the last three nights, Joe Siddle has absolutely ripped into the lineup for some of those reasons you mentioned, Adam. And again, tonight, not having to see Oscar Hernandez in the lineup, because he's a righty facing a righty in Tuki Tucson. I know that he gets hit a lot by lefties, but it's Joe Panic. Like, are you yeah. really going to argue <laughs> that it still, it's so? Like, if it was another lefty like Rowdy, and you had that decision to make, of course, I understand that Rowdy is not the tonight, but it came down to Joe Panic and to Oscar Hernandez. That just makes no sense. It's well past that grace period or that buffer period that you get to figure this stuff out. Put your best guys out there, and none of the decisions this whole week have made any sense to me. And honestly, Joe Siddle's making me think that he should be in consideration for the next manager because I agree with him on everything.
1: <laughs> we are literally a sixth of the season th- through today. Mm-hmm. Just to put that in the math perspective for anybody that's a nerd like I am <laughs> So, um, But guys, it's just, I, I don't know how you don't go, I get the idea that you're trying to balance the, against lefties and whatever it is and your saber metrics, yay. <laughs> but... There's a point where you're still not putting your best lineup on the field, and honestly, guys, I'm shocked that Joe Panic even made it by the cuts today.
3: Right. Yeah.
1: Just saying. Yeah. yeah. You could yeah. make the argument that he was just as good as anybody that they did let send back down to the minor bot, the minor league squad. So I get the idea is though, okay, we've already wasted a roster spot on the 40 man forum probably anyways, so why not just keep him? But He's not doing anything that's made me go, oh, yeah, that's Joe Panic from the other even years where he was really good. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. I, I, and right now, I just figure I don't care if Roddy Tlaz doesn't hit lefties that bad. So why are we really stressing, stressing on this when the focus should be winning ball games at any cost at this point? And up until some of this random lineup shuffling, I thought we minimally had a bullpen management issue. mm I'm starting to get very scared that that's not the only problem with what's going on in the dugout with how we're assembling our lineups each night.
3: Yeah. Yeah. There's just a plethora of of things that make me concerned. And look, I I get it. The knee jerk reaction is, oh, we're only nine games in. But as you mentioned, Craig, it's not out of 60. And tonight is the 10th game. Right. And we are. I don't know how unbelievable this is, but somehow the Orioles are in front of us in second place. And the Red Sox are in last, and we're ahead of the Rays. It's all weird, but... How
1: dare you say that?
3: We have a legitimate <laughs> chance. right? I told you, the first two teams that finish one and two in each respective division are pretty much guaranteed a playoff spot. We should be fighting every single game. We shouldn't be putting out these makeshift, let's just try it out, lineups. That'd be great in 162, but now they're only playing 60. It doesn't make sense. And for me, after a layoff, you should be putting your best lineup in from the jump what more rest do people need what kind of a rest do you need after 4 days off your see, your weekend series yeah. was canceled what are we doing and and you know it doesn't really give me much uh, I, well it's not me pitching but I can imagine shoemakers kind of pissed off because he's trying to rebuild his career and it wasn't even necessarily a terrible outing by him the stuff no. was kind of there right and he has this kind of bullshit lineup behind him especially defensively I don't I don't understand so for me look Teoscar Hernandez has been very good hitting Ever since the start, again, I know it's not, we're only 10 games deep right now, but still, he's been he's one the hottest of, player. Yes, period. he's been one and of the best
1: Guys, I don't know if you've noticed it or not, but his defense looks like he's figured something out. He's
3: catching yeah. balls. He's actually yeah. catching balls in the outfield. And Gurriel is playing just fine in left field. Why are we DHing him? him? Right now, I understand the outfield isn't the, the best in, in Major League Baseball, but it's certainly better than the Red Sox, as we already covered, since they don't have Mookie Betts anymore. Um, it should be just normal everyday consistency. We have Gurriel, Graycheck, and Teoscar Hernandez. That should be it. That should be the outfield. Don't even look at the lineup card, guys. You're in there, and every day Vladdy should be at first base. Every day, I know Shaw was hurt, but if it's not Shaw, it should be Drury at third base. Biggio should be playing second. Bo should be playing short, and that's it. You figure the rest out and see what happens. For the life of me, I don't understand why they we're trying these makeshift make everybody Ben Zobris on this team when that's just not the reality of things, and I put this squarely on the shoulders of Montoyo.
1: Can I say one thing?
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd rather Montoyo.
1: see Vladdy back at third base and watch Rowdy Tellez play first base than watch more Joe Panic in my lineup.
3: Sure, yeah, yeah. I can, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah,
1: yeah. If you're deeper, looking for a DH spot, right now, and you didn't have Shaw to play third base or Brandon Drury you didn't want in the lineup for whatever reason right now. That's a better lineup in my opinion right now Roddy Tlaz playing first base and having the freaking rushing whatever at DH. As much as I have enjoyed watching Vladdy play first base.
3: Look, I'm willing to to experiment with other people at DH to a certain degree. I don't understand why is playing DH after a layoff. This is just what's frustrating me.
1: Yeah. Because in all reality, since that break, he's looked mocked in at the plate. Yes. He's looked yeah. really good in the outfield. I don't know if you guys saw that catch he made last night or not, yeah. but I was just in the yeah, Because yeah. he got turned around. That ball must have whipped in the wind or something, and he was right where he needed to be against the wall catching that ball. So, perfect. To me, Loris Gurriel Jr. might be our best outfielder right now because he is definitely oh, most he is. athletic. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> sure. So. Yeah.
3: Yeah, I'm not think? just saying oh, that yeah. because of his bat. Yeah
4: it really does still feel like we talked about this last week a little bit that Charlie's still managing, like it's a 162 game season because look, if this was April or March, the end of March and you're just getting started up, I get the rotating of guys. You got to figure out your lineup, but you got to figure this out within five games. That's well past due. Like mm-hmm. you got to go with your hottest guys. If you're not performing, you're either going to be DFA or sent back down to the alternate training camp if you yeah. can. So it's well, yeah, I, I, I don't even know why I'm watching Joe Panic taken at that right now, to be completely right. honest with you. Fuck 80. I know.
1: <laughs> and then uh, just to throw this out there, guys, if you looked at what's going on in tonight's game as far as we are at the top of the fifth inning right now with Joe Panic at the plate with two outs, Toussaint's only thrown fifty two fucking pitches. Yeah. I'm sorry to say, but the lefty idea is failing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> very badly. I don't care how many lefty bats you got in there right now when Teoscar Hernandez, to his credit, I don't know if he has made some kind of a change or not. Shocking, he struck out. <laughs> so yeah. in the midst of that, Teoscar has been taking really good at bats. Yes. Really? Yeah. Good. Like last night, he had two he had two. Um correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure he had two play appearances last night where he went to full counts. Mm. That was not. To Oscar Hernandez last year. Yes, it might be a blip on the radar here. We don't know. It's too small of a sample size. But right now, you're telling me, let's oh, let's just put Joe Panic in. He struck out on three pitches. Or I could have had a guy that might have went in deeper to account because he's been swinging a hot bat and everything looks like a goddamn meatball right now.
3: Right. <laughs> right. And it's like that has been the Montoya way. It's, it's sort of like with Gaviglio. Like, oh, he coughed one up the other night, two nights later. Let's do it again. What are we doing? Yes. Yes. Oh, extra innings. Yeah. What are we doing? And I get it. Like you want to, you want to give your players some sort of exposure if they didn't. And, and uh, under normal circumstances, if they played that Philly season. I would have understood this lineup a little bit more, but the fact that there was Four days off beforehand yeah. it doesn't – I don't – what are you resting people for? Yeah. They already had four days rest. What, what You think they played simulated games within those three, four <laughs> games? What are we doing?
1: Right now I'd be pitching Jordan Romano and Anthony Bass out of the bullpen like it was a bad fucking habit.
3: Yes. In any damn course yeah, game, absolutely. too.
1: I'm, I'd be walking up to him if I was in that situation and be like, it's close. we know what's do your day of rest, but what do you want? And I have – I guarantee you, Anthony Bass, Romano, any of the guys that have been doing really well out of the Even Barucci. No Give me the damn ball. Barucci was good. He looked yes. incredible last night. Yes. He might. He he honestly it looked like he might have been our best arm out of the bullpen. <laughs> last yeah, night. Oh, yeah. Struck out three people on 12 pitches.
3: Yes. Something no, like yeah. that.
1: It was pretty nuts. He,
3: for me. <laughs> You know, I I think right now he's cemented himself as a bullpen guy and he's one of the perfect either setup guys just with the velocity and the control that he's been showing. Albeit it's only been a couple of games, but he's been doing really well. And we've had nitpicking, you know, suggestions when it comes to Montoya and how he's been managing the bullpen, how he's been managing the lineup. Brendan, I just kind of want to get a final word. Do you think that he's the long term solution or do you get the same idea that I do that? This is just a bridge kind of thing.
4: Yeah, no, I think it's a bridge thing. I mean, I think even last year, Craig and I were saying the same thing. I still feel like John Schneider's just a manager and waiting. If you can keep him around for another year or two, Mm. right as you're about to ascend. Like, look, Charlie's not getting fired this year, not in a 60-game season. But if there continues to be some very questionable decisions using the bullpen, questionable lineups, and they just don't, I'd say, play to what the expectation should be, Charlie could be on uh, thin ice rather quickly next season because 2021 is when you should start be going all in. You added Ryu this year. You're going to identify another big hole uh, that you need to fill, which might be the outfield and probably is going to be the outfield. If they add that team, they add Lindor shortstop. Absolutely. (laughs) Put Tavon out there, Bow at second. Yeah. But the one more thing I'm going to say on the offense uh, is, If they don't figure it out against the Red Sox this weekend and there's not a consistent, your best nine-hitters against Boston who's struggling like crazy, I'm going to have a serious issue because this is we're getting into the part of the Blue Jays' schedule that's a little softer. The Red Sox for three, then we got the Marlins for two. I know the Marlins are in first, but they just haven't had as much of a sample size as these other teams right now. Then you play the Rays again and the Orioles right after that. So you're getting the Red Sox. I'm looking right now. You get the Red Sox six times. You get the Orioles seven times and the Marlins twice. And I think they can compete with the Rays. We saw that already, and they can compete with the Phillies. So you gotta be at least entering September a game or two above 500 because that's when you have your 10 games against the A.
1: Right. Yeah, just to throw it out there too, we're basically facing a triple A rotation with the Red Sox right now that has yes. been looking pretty damn bad. Yeah. Their yeah. bullpen has been saving them, <laughs> and. I think sure. that's literally just because they've been throwing arms at everything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not and, so much the fact that there's anybody too consistently stellar out of that group.
3: For sure. For sure. And you know, you mentioned it Brendan about the Red Sox. Um right that's prime ripe for the picking right now for the Blue Jays to sort of capitalize on that. You can say what you want about tonight's game or this whole series against Atlanta. Even if they take one out of 3, especially against a team like Atlanta, I'll take it if the lineups were up to par. But because I feel like Charlie Montorio sort of threw this away game one, whatever, yeah. we'll see what happens tonight. This game's not over, not even close. But, you know, after the Red Sox series, you're home, and you have the Marlins and the Rays at home in a A ballpark, despite it being, you know, great and renovated. Mind. Yeah. <laughs> um, this is an opportunity for you to, for the most part, be playing on familiar soil, right? And for the vast majority of these players, especially the key ones, Vlad, <laughs> Bo, Vigio, Jansen, Alfred, even these are players that are, are familiar with this type of environment that can sort of capitalize on that. And you got to sort of hope that the, your opposition, being the Marlins and the Rays, are uncomfortable playing in a triple A ballpark. You want that. You want that psychological advantage. So if they can't capitalize on that just because of lineup errors or, or bullpen calls or what have you, um, I'm with you, Brennan. I'm going to have some serious, serious issues more than I already do with montoya and i'm not this has nothing to do with him as a person nothing to do with him as a person i'm sure he's a great guy and by all intents and purposes when you hear him talk he sounds great like a guy that i would like to hang out and have a beer and talk baseball. yeah
1: but i don't think he's as far as things go i think he has been great for the youth of this team i've given that 10 billion times over but the problem is you need to be good with youth and be able to compete yeah and right now we're not seeing the second part of that which could change Mm. and if it does I'm happy. Yeah, winning fixes everything. We learned that many times as Blue Jays fans. Yes, yes, we <laughs> so, have. Um, but I know you were talking about John Schneider being the quote-unquote manager in waiting. You guys shocked that we didn't make a bigger play for like somebody like Sandy Alomar Jr. a few years ago. When we got wanted- him as a manager, I was freaking out. I was like, that would be the coolest thing ever. Because he was one of the smartest baseball people I've heard in an interview in a long time on MLB.com or anything like yeah. that. And then he ends up being the first base coach for the Cleveland Indians. That guy is so much more talented than being just a first base coach. And then all the other people, the Rockabell valleys and whatnot of the world that we were in while we were talking to Montoyo. And I'm just shocked that we or even having this conversation (laughs) is really what it comes down to. I really figured we would have had this stuff figured out with knowing where this team is trending toward.
3: Yeah. If it was up to me, I would have Alomar ahead of Montoya for sure. But um, my number one guy heading into that off season was Rocco Baldell. And I've, I've expressed this already just because of the youth and we've seen what he's been doing with Minnesota. He's been doing really solid work with them. And, I could imagine. Plus, he's a Rhode Island native, so I'm sort of biased.
1: But uh, <laughs> he's he, been having he, some fun managing his bullpen too, though. That's what I'm saying. Say that. I get <laughs> it. I
3: get it. But he, he really it blew does a, blew
1: a win for me for my on <laughs> uh, my fantasy baseball team. Not happy. Maeda <laughs> I do threw think, like six scoreless. <laughs> oh well, it's
3: fantasy. What are you gonna do? Look, I do think that. I really there, so much. That's true. There is something <laughs> to be said about having a youth aspect to that manager. That relatability, I think, is important. Um, But whatever, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Look, I'd like to be proven wrong. I really do hope that he can be uh, the manager for the future if he just kind of gets it together. I don't necessarily think that's going to happen, but stranger things have happened. So whatever. But let's move on to our final topic. Let's talk roster cuts. Craig, you sort of alluded to this earlier. Uh, The Jays had to trim their roster from 30 to 28. And there's a lot of merry-go-rounding, so much so that we had to discuss it before we started uh, recording. But uh, they had to cut to and trim an additional player for the return of Chase Anderson. The players that were initially optioned were Waggus Pack and Santiago Espinal for the initial reduction. They put Trent Thornton on the IL and brought Waggus Pack back up. So right now, as of this recording, it's only Espinal that has been cut. That's being sent down to the taxi squad. I found that to be a little bit surprising. Greg. I'm glad when we had the text exchange, you vocalized the same thing. I wasn't going to say anything, but you know, I know I you're just, such sh-
1: a nice host when you're, well, hosting, you know, when you're on the guest. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just
3: I didn't want to bury the lead. And you know, when it comes to, uh, I, I know I just shat on the fact that they want their Ben Zobris, but kind of Santiago, but kind of like a Ben Zobris kind of player, even though he's still young. Um, what do you think of these cuts? I, I understand Waggis Pack and I understand bringing them back. I, I totally get all that, but I don't know. We just mentioned it. Panic. Uh, I I understand Fisher is out of options, so they can't really do much there. Even though he's on the the IL as well. What mm-hmm. do you make of this move, Craig?
1: I'm just shocked it came down to Espinal is really what it came to i as far as what they've been preaching and all the stuff of how much they love him as a player i just thought that that love lust was going to be what carried him in to actually being able to just you know stay with the team a little bit longer Mm. i would figure i I had an assumption that he was going to hang out until they cut it back to 25. and i thought that was pretty realistic with um the fact that they Honestly, I'm shocked that Anthony Alfred is still a Blue Jay. I am very, 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 very fucking happy (laughs) that Anthony Alford is still a Blue Jay. But especially with all this COVID stuff and everything going on, if he got caught, he was going to be on the Marlins or on the Cards. Oh, yeah.
2: yeah.
1: 100%. So our previous goofing around of saying he is the best Ray in the future would have been easily the best Marlin in the future here in the Mm. next day. (laughs) It it probably wouldn't have even taken five minutes for the Marlins to go, oh, my God, we got a great outfielder. (laughs) You know? So I just... And then there's the Joe Panic idea. And then out of our bullpen, I'm even shocked that it was Wagus Peck. I yeah. I figured after the start or the outing that Wilmer Font had the other night that he was good as dust. And I I think right now they're just hoping and praying wow. that they're gonna get something a little bit more like they got out of Wilmer Font last year than what they could have done with you know optioning Wagus Peck back to the taxi squad and whatnot.
3: Right. Right.
1: Because if they actually cut font, he would have been cut. Right. Cut, cut. Not mm, go back to option, the taxi squad right. or whatever. Yeah. So that would have been a free agency move, and I, I like Wilmer Fun. I think he's a lot better than what we've been seeing from him so far. And but then again, I've also watched him when he was with the Mets, and then wow, what the hell?
3: <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yep. What do you think, Brendan?
1: Yeah, I will agree with
4: you, Craig. On the, uh, I was a little surprised as well that it was Vegas Pack because it seemed like he had surpassed Sam Gaviglio as that long guy. Uh, or just somebody who will get semi-high leverage situation. Uh, I still do feel that they're kind of counting on Wilmer Font to figure it out and be a higher leverage guy, probably maybe rise above A.J. Cole a little bit. I have been a little disappointed, speaking of him, that we haven't seen more of A.J. Cole, because he does have really good stuff, and he hasn't pitched much lately. But, yeah, I... I Just going through the the infielders, I was surprised that it was um, Espinal that was going. I guess they really want to milk Joe Panic and see what they can do and just have a veteran on the roster and not have to just cut him or DFA him because Joe Panic would have ended up on the Marlins or the Cardinals. There's no way around that. Right. Um, the, the Eric so,
1: Sogard comparison needs to hurry up and go away Unless he starts hitting Yeah. Just saying. yeah I, I think it's I think
4: it's pretty close to being gone The Eric Sogard comparison So you know what, looking at it that way I guess I can't say I'm surprised that it was Espinall I've been impressed with what we saw from him Especially in that race series But he hasn't played much since then I know they haven't played much as a team since then But he hasn't seen the field very often And he's probably the easiest decision And you know, I think Weg is packed outing on was it Tuesday in the blowout or uh, when uh, Anthony Kay came in and cleaned up the, uh, the mess? I think that kind of cemented him being the guy to get cut and sent back down to the minors.
3: Yeah. To me, Espinal is just sort of, look, I, I just sort of sang his praise and I, I mean that more of a defensive uh, on the side of the ball. Like he's very valuable when it comes to positionally. Uh, he reminds me a lot of goings a, a little bit, just in terms of the lack of offensive production, uh, and he's still young. I, I I still like the trade hit. I'm glad we got it. It was Pierce, right, that we traded him for? Yep, yes. Um, but so, I will
1: tell you, at least t- admit that you think Santiago Espinal could hit like Ryan Goins.
3: Yes, yes, <laughs> yes, yes. I, I, I think that it's there. But for Alfred, I, I do think that this is their final, you got to put up a shut up, bro. And if you don't, yeah. you might. You, this might be the end for you here. Um. I think they're giving him every opportunity to succeed. I'm kind of starting to jump off the train. And I know I've sung his praise as well for the past two years because I love the athleticism. But at some point, I have to sort of, you know, admit to myself that maybe there's not a long-term plan for him on this team. Whereas someone like Espinal is definitely or could theoretically be part of the long term. So you don't necessarily mind optioning him down, especially when he has those options available. Um, for me, I, I know it might be, I don't know, it might be kind of taboo, but I'm surprised Yamaguchi is still on the team. And he didn't get sent I know he was just signed and the contract is, you know, a little bit heavy com- heavier than what you would like if you were going to send someone down. But I just don't see the production. I, I'm not seeing anything there. So I don't know. Does that surprise you, Brennan?
4: Uh, so I, I put that out on Twitter the other night myself. Um, being like, well, if he's not going to come and pitch in a blowout, I know he got in eventually, but he should have been the guy next up immediately after Wagner backboarded the base. You know what? You come in, either you go clean inning in the seventh, or you get out of it, okay, hey, leave, when you're done. Um, but apparently, uh, because it's a major league contract, he can't. He has to agree to be sent back down. Got so it. that was probably that was one of the restrictions with his contract. But no, I agree. Like if you're not going to use Shonya Yamaguchi in a blowout game, I know they did eventually, but. I thought it was going to be earlier, work him in the seventh, maybe give him the rest of the game to go out and finish. When the hell are you going to use him? Because you're not pitching there. I hope to God that we're never going to see him in the 10th inning again with Mm. a runner on base. I think uh, Thomas Hatch and Anthony Kay have proven that, and Ryan Baranke, those are the guys that I'd much rather see in those situations. But yeah, Yamaguchi would be perfect to work out all the stuff. Uh, but yeah, he's really hanging on by a thread right now. And, uh, um, which is saying something. Cause I know, I know. Yeah. So yeah, I, I, Yamaguchi definitely needs to turn it around in in a heartbeat, uh, to uh, instill any sort of confidence moving forward.
3: Well, uh, look, I, I, am sure there was some sort of science behind this. And by science, I mean, just pure options. When it comes to why these players were sent down, because we know this front office, they love being able to take advantage of those options. And you know, maybe by I don't want to say by luck, but Derek Fisher has not been playing well at all. This is not the the preseason in Boston, Derek Fisher, right now. And I I don't say billion years of control. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) I don't want to say luckily he's on the IL because you never want to see someone hurt. But if he was still healthy, I do think that the front office would be making a seriously difficult decision as to, well, he's kind of, he should be the one option, but uh, because he doesn't have options, it'd be a straight up release and he would get scooped, but I'm not scared. I'm not scared if someone tries to pick him up at I'm all. I'm
1: scared of these Buffalo logos they're showing on the on I the love it. Oh yeah. <laughs> it yeah.
3: I love it. that's the, the company that you referenced, uh, Brendan that sold, I think it was 50,000 or whatever. Yeah. yeah, that's them. So uh, I don't know if you can still get them, but if you can, get them, get them while they're hot. Sure they're up in their
1: production. I have a strange feeling. Dude. Yes, yeah. they
3: should, they should. Um, and they also have a lot of bill stuff there too. All right. Uh, so let's wrap it up here. We're gonna do the picks to click. Uh, I forget who was picked last week. I don't know if you guys have that in front of you. Um, but if not, uh, let's just do it. That that's my error. I was kind of doing this during work. But let's go, Brendan Craig, and then myself last. What do you got?
4: Last week, I took Ryu, and I had one bad start and one phenomenal start last night. So I can't remember who either of you guys <laughs> picked. So we'll, uh I had
1: Lourdes. Uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure yeah. i had
3: have Biggio because Man Crush Monday. Yeah, so, Biggio. yeah.
1: <laughs> yes. We'll, we'll I I'm, I'm I'm think we're going to push uh, Adam out of that conversation, seeing Biggio still batting a buck 80 or something. Yeah. Like that. But he's got a few homers. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Brennan, uh, I, I honestly, uh, that second start from Ryu was a breath of fresh air. I think I got to get Oh,
3: yeah. Point. Yes.
1: Loris has been doing I'll all right, it. but he hasn't been running away with it. <laughs> all right, I'll you take know?
3: it.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. In terms of this
4: week, it's a tough decision because there's a lot of guys who really haven't kicked it into high gear yet. I mean, hopefully the Boba home run that he's hit tonight will get him started. And again, if the Red Sox pitching doesn't get some of these guys into gear, then there's something a little bit wrong to, and to be concerned about to a point. But, you know, I'm probably going to stick on the pitching side of things, you know? I... Uh, or am I? I don't know. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Just because I've loved watching him so far in his stint, uh, I know he hasn't gotten in much. But uh, when Thomas Hatch pitches, I do not uh, keep my—I do not hold my phone and make sure I tweet. I make sure I watch every he single pitch Thomas Hatch throws. So I'm going to go with Thomas
1: Hatch. <laughs> but yeah, that's a good pick, man. I, I've been very, very impressed with what Thomas Hatch has brought to this bullpen in at first- the time. But he's going to be good. Period. I think.
4: For 17 games of David Phelps, we got Thomas Hatch.
1: That's insane. <laughs> and if we were having a Drew Hutchinson lookalike contest, Thomas Hatch wins by hand. That's true. <laughs> That's very true. And I love Drew Hutchinson, so I'm all down for Thomas Hatch to be good. So, yeah, that he's easy to like. That ball moves so much, and, uh, and he has all the tools, I think, to be a really good starter for the Blue Jays. Um, so I guess my pick, I'm going to go with Anthony he Bass. Does.
3: Anthony Bass. I right.
1: think he could get 2 3 this week if he keeps on this uh, pace that, you know, he looked so good yesterday. It was very efficient. Okay. Other than the one walk? Or no, it was a two hits. Yeah, Two hits, but he, kept, he only threw 12 pitches and gave him two hits. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
3: Well, uh, I'm going go to go uh, to the batting side of things. Look, like I said, they're going to finish up this series in Atlanta and then they're going to head to, was it the heading to Boston? And then they're going to head to Buffalo, familiar territory. Now, Craig, we've talked about this before years ago. Danny Jansen was killing it in Buffalo, and you put him in familiar I had
1: a feeling you were going there. Yeah, you put him
3: in familiar territory, <laughs> things might start to click for him in a, in a positive way. And given the fact before that, Boston Fenway, it's a kind of a smaller field, so maybe he can use that to his advantage in terms of the the offensive production. I'm feeling it. I'm going to take a gamble. I'm going to go Danny Jansen.
1: Roll the dice with Danny J. Let's go. I like <laughs> but, it. I like God, it. There you go. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> didn't even know that was a thing. were you on that one? You couldn't <laughs> So, I think that's actually the biggest thing that is in the Blue Jays' favor with this whole sale and field thing. And um, it's home to them. I think other than the... Excuse me. The free agent picks that we've had over the last year. Everybody's played in Buffalo. That's Everybody. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. yes. So... Danny Jansen might be the best story on that because he probably played out of all of them. The most games with the Bison. There you go. I didn't look that up, but his time as a Buffalo Bison guys was pretty damn epic. That was (laughs) a, that was a quick 10 home run game, you know, season that he played there with the Buffalo Bison.
3: He was lighting it up at one point. I remember um, Craig, you and I were talking and I was just amazed by his numbers when he was in AAA and you put him back in that field, maybe some sort of nostalgia, or something in him sort of familiarizes himself with his approach and whatnot. And he just maybe he lights it up. I'm hoping he does. And as we mentioned, there are a couple games after that series, too, against the Marlins. Yeah. So, One way or the other, they, it's
1: a hitter's ballpark.
3: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm looking forward to some home run derby right i, I mean it's so. go. gonna happen
1: uh, <laughs> i want to see what happens to the highway on left field just say there you go just <laughs> yeah. stay
3: there just just it's gonna stop be a car traffic get hit for
1: sure I, yeah the one thing i haven't read in the renovations is that they made that netting in left field taller
3: okay
1: <laughs> i have not read that yet <laughs> okay and that oh, was so something that, that you got hit. you have judge and stanton coming there eventually just saying it should be about yeah. another 10 15 feet taller
3: <laughs> just just Luckily, drive
1: it's a okay. one-way street behind the ballpark. It's not crazy on that, that street, so it's not going to be the end of the world. But I wouldn't be shocked if a ball makes it that far out there this uh, you know Major League Baseball season.
3: <laughs> so what you're saying is you're going to park your car there and just wait.
1: How did you know, my friend?
3: Because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know no bounds, my friend. <laughs> All right, well, that's going to do it for today's show. Gentlemen, hopefully the Blue Jays and Charlie Montoyo write the ship, and hopefully <laughs> Rob Manfred does the same, and hopefully we don't have to keep talking about goddamn COVID. Craig, did you want to say something?
1: I do have one thing. We have a What's record that? amount of watchers for 241 watchers tonight. Thank you the live episode of the show. So I wanted to make sure we gave a shout out to the fans for none of you chimed in, though. Come on. We're here to talk. We'll let you in it's the ketchup, ketchup chips, ketchup it? chips, yeah. was the ketchup, <laughs> ketchup <laughs> chips, <promotion. laughs>
3: the mukbang of ketchup chips. But uh, <laughs> we appreciate everybody listening, especially if you're listening to this in the podcast feed, whether you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever you get your podcast picks from. We are there. We'd appreciate it if you just subscribe, if you liked what you've heard. Especially if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, if you can give us a five-star review, that helps us out a lot. And, of course, if you have fellow Blue Jays fans that are friends of yours, family, what have you, tell them uh, them about Jay Birdwatcher. We do this weekly. We try to have the the Twitter broadcast live so you can see our gorgeous faces and (laughs) listen to us talk about Blue Jays stuff, right? So, uh, look, guys, we're going to end this like we always do with the Let's Go Blue Jays. Let's
1: Let's go go, Blue Jays. Jays.